Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. I'm Tony Hendra. And I'm Jeff Chrysler. And this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. Well, Tony, my love, this is the day. The day America ends and the Republic of Transylvania begins. Not sure things are that bad, Jeffers. It might even be time to rethink the situation. What? What are you saying? Practically every prominent Democrat in the media is toying with currying favor with the Golden One, on whom fortune showers her blessings. Why not us? What are you saying? We can always turn on him later. Everyone else is hoping to. Paul Ryan, David Duke, Kanye. Have you no integrity left, O perfidious Albion? At long last, sir, do you have no decency? Cool your rhetorical jets, okay? We are in a unique position. We can prove that for our first five years we've been as satirically tough on the worst and saddest president in history as on the wise and just Republicans. Leaving aside the worst and saddest and wise and just, you actually kind of have a point there. Huh. Now I do have a degree in Russian studies and I am an expert on cheating, so maybe there is a future for me in the land of the orange crush. Whoa, don't need to go that far. All I'm saying is that just for one day, 1-2017, we call a truce. Kind of like the Christmas truce in World War I. And do a show substantially devoted to showing how for the first five years of our existence we socked it to those, quote, gorillas in high heels in the White House, unquote. Whoa, 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 don't go that far. Just doing what comes satirically, Jeffers, becoming the enemy. No, Tony, there's a line, okay? We do not go below it or we are no better than footnotes. God of satire, Jeffers. You can be such a pussy. Sometimes I just feel like grabbing you. Don't get your tiny hands away from... Get the, I, don't. I don't want your tiny hands anywhere near my underpants. Fine. Okay, we'll do some of your thing, but we're ending this show on some of our new stuff. Some of the stuff that shows what our spirit we're really about. Like, you know, good stuff. Okay? All right. Take it by your silence. You agree. And this is... The, the final, final edition, edition Radio, Radio Hour. Hour. Obamacare has been more successful than many people thought. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? Sure, Obama wants us to be healthy so we can just shoot cops. I chose the blue plan because my foot is blue. Yeah, you can go to the doctor all you want, but you're still going to die. Thanks, Obama. The plan I chose was Medical Center with Chad Everett. Does this look like a penis to you? My doc told me that I should walk two miles every day. Seven days later, I'm in Chicago. You know, I'm so old, I was vaccinated with a phonograph needle. But it didn't affect me, didn't affect me, didn't affect me. I'm in bad health. Yesterday, I walked past the mortuary. There was a sign up on the gate with my picture on it. It said, coming attractions. My doctor told me to take my clothes off, stick my tongue out, stand at the window. I said, why should I do that? He said, I'm mad at my neighbor. I went to the doctor. The doctor says, bad news. You're going to have to stop masturbating. I said, why? He said, because I'm trying to examine you. I went to my dentist. I said, my teeth are yellow. He said, wear a brown necktie. The doctor gave me six months to live. I told him I couldn't pay him. He gave me another six months. I told my doctor that it hurts every time I do this. 
He said, I have cancer. Hello, my son. Welcome to the Church of the Liberal Mind. Thank you, Father. Uh, it's, it's been three new cycles since my last confession. Do you have any sins you want to tell me about? Well, um, this is hard to say. Nonsense, my son. You're safe here. You can say anything. Go ahead. Well, I... Yes, yes. Well, I, I had a, a, positive, a positive thought about <clears throat> Rand Paul. What? Father, father, please, let me explain. There is no explanation. You will be excommunicated from the liberal faith. Uh, no, Father, please! Do you not know that Rand Paul opposes the 1964 Civil Rights Act? Yes, he opposes the section that desegregated restaurants, lunch counters, and housing. Don't you know he is rabidly pro-life? Yes, he sponsored a fetal personhood amendment that would end abortion on demand once and for all. Do you know where he stands on the Americans with Disabilities Act? Uh, yes, he wants people in wheelchairs barred from full participation in public life. So why, in the name of National Public Radio, would you have one positive thought about such a libertarian poser? Because, because of the, the filibuster. The talking filibuster. The 13-hour exercise in stupidity where he opposed John Brennan for CIA chief? When he knew that he would be confirmed anyway? Yes. Yes. Look, I, I know he's a dick, but I... I liked what he said about drones. Unmanned aircraft. Not the aircraft, the policy. He said over and over that he wanted clarification on whether the president can use a drone to kill a non-combatant on U.S. soil. We all want clarification on that, my son. So why don't we ask for it? Aren't we his base? Son, don't you know President Obama doesn't care about his base? He's concerned with bipartisanship, not intramuralship. Is that a word? I don't know. But Obama gets off on converting the opposition, not catering to his supporters. After 13 hours of Rand Paul's grandstanding, how did Obama respond? He issued a statement through Attorney General Holder that he wouldn't kill an American non-combatant on American soil. So he answered Rand Paul's question. Who declared victory in this exchange? Rand Paul. Right. What does that tell you? That if we want liberal ideas to make a dent in Obama's thinking, they have to come from extreme right-wing assholes? Now that's the first right thing you've said all session. But I don't even know what I'm talking about. Now go watch Three Rachel Maddows. And don't be a combatant on U.S. soil. But how can I know if I'm a combatant if the one who defines what a combatant is is President Obama alone? Watch it, my son. You're starting to sound like Rand Paul. The following is a paid political announcement. I'm President Obama, and I killed Osama bin Laden. I killed him, and I killed him dead. He's no longer alive, and the person who killed him is me. He's no longer breathing, and his vital signs are zero. If you asked him a question, he wouldn't answer. Not because he's standoffish, or because he doesn't know the answer, but because he's dead. Stone dead. Bone dead. Why is he dead? Because of me, and the reason why he's dead is myself. I personally gave the order to kill, and the fact that he was killed is because I gave the order to kill, which killed him dead. Other people pulled the trigger, but I killed him. I killed him because I killed him, and because I killed him, he's dead. When I say dead, I don't mean figuratively dead. I mean literally, actually, undeniably, and reliably dead. Dead, 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 dead. How dead? Dead, dead. Deader than a doorknob. Deader than a dead mouse. Deader than a dead death. Dead. And that's the difference in vision between me and my opponent. I pictured Osama bin Laden dead, and he didn't. And he doesn't believe folks should be able to climb the ladder. Well, Osama bin Laden can't climb a ladder. Ask Osama bin Laden if he's better off now than he was four years ago. You can't, because he's dead. Not just dead in the water, although he is dead in the water, the ocean in fact, but more dead than anyone who's ever been dead. He is the deadest person of all time, and I deaded him. So, to reiterate three main points, dead, I killed him, and uh, I admit things could be better in the economy and so forth, but let's not forget, I killed somebody. The following was paid for by the Committee to Re-Elect the Candidate Who Killed Osama Bin Laden. I'm Barack Obama, and I killed Osama Bin Laden.
The Nobel Peace Prize Committee has twice asked President Obama through diplomatic channels to return his peace prize. The first time was after the bombing of Libya. The second after the assassination of Osama bin Laden. Now, with the president's authorization of airstrikes against ISIS in Syria and Iraq, they're asking one more time and not diplomatically. Our Stone Peck has the story. Committee Chairman Thorbjorn Yangland addressed an overflow press conference this morning here in Oslo. And boy, was he steamed. For some time now, we have realized what a phony baloney Obama is. We call him Obama, which is why we want our peace prize back and the beautiful box in which it came. Because now he's invaded Iraq, just like that sniveling war criminal Dick Cheney. Our faces are totally covered with egg. Last year, the final edition reported that in the wake of the bombing of Libya, the assassination of Osama bin Laden, Guantanamo remaining open in the reduced drawdown in Afghanistan, the committee had asked the president to consider returning his peace prize. Chairman Yangland. We asked the president before really nicely. We said, you know, when he had the time, because we know he's a really busy guy, and basically we still really like him. Right, Yagbjorn? Committee vice chairman, Yagbjorn Thorland. Yeah, yeah, we even said he could send it back in a brown paper package by regular mail, so he wouldn't have the red face. But we heard nothing from the White House for months. Then Bjornland here came up with another plan. Committee Secretary Bjornland Thorjag. We said as long as he got his medal back, he could keep the really expensive box. We even offered him a consolation Nobel Peace Prize. How could anyone turn down that deal? And now, Mr. Chairman, what will be your strategy? No more, Mr. Nice Guy. With all these poor Isis being bombed mercilessly, Isis was the Egyptian goddess of fertility and a motherhood. Put two and two together. The war criminal Obama is bombing motherhood. So we say to the Obamer, give us back our medal. Now. Or else. Or else what, Mr. Chairman? Or we will completely cut off all our exports of meatballs. Not one Swedish meatball will ever again pass American lips. And we're recalling the Swedish chef. Now, Mr. Chairman, good luck with that. You Swedes sure know how to play hardball. Yeah, hard meatball. With a reaction from Washington, White House spokesman... Josh Ernest. The president's position is this. He doesn't remember winning a Nobel Peace Prize. But if he did, he thinks he might have given it to Hillary. thought they were just for warfare and mass murder, but that's all about to change. Drones, now for all the truly personal and significant human interactions you don't want to do in person. What is this? Candles? Roses? A drone? Please remove the ring from the docking area. Will you marry Christopher? Yes! A thousand times yes! Thank you, drone! When texting just seems too impersonal, say it with a drone. Big game clashing with your godson's christening? Do you renounce evil? I renounce it. Say it with a drone. Daughter playing Annie in Annie? An excellent performance, Caitlin. Gee, thanks, drone. Or should I say, dad? And when it comes to the birth of your son... It's a boy. Oh, honey, look, a boy. I am overwhelmed with love. Our drones have got you covered. Sending a drone to perform your most intimate tasks is always totally appropriate. With their clean white design, a drone is a welcome guest at any wedding. A toast to my sister Maggie and her soulmate James. Drones can personally deliver gifts of up to three pounds. Oh, sweetie, what a lovely brooch. Happy 80th birthday, Mom. And with their handy vibrate feature, 
You can even use one as a proxy to make love to your wife. Mmm. Your eyes are as deep as the oceans and as beautiful as the stars. Whenever you need to make an impactful human connection from one heart to another, drones have got you covered. Offer your sister some encouragement at a radiotherapy appointment. Tell your son that you couldn't be more proud of his Harvard acceptance letter. Or say all those important last words to your dying grandmother. I love you. For all life's most meaningful moments, say it with a drone. After a long-fought presidential campaign, millions of people expressed sadness and outrage this morning when informed that the election is still going. Cameron Spacey, a volunteer for Barack Obama's campaign. I mean, you put your heart and soul into something like this. You volunteer your time. You make phone calls for months. After all that work, it's still October. Lance Partridge of the Mitt Romney campaign. I'm not going to pretend we're not disappointed. I was really hoping that by now, it would be three weeks later. We wouldn't be thinking about this anymore. And of course, moments like these are always a disappointment for third parties. Libertarian candidate Gary Johnson. Well, of course, I'm exhausted and disappointed, but I'm, I'm just glad it's over. But the election's still on. Pepper... I'm the Libertarian candidate. Oh, it's over. In related news, the campaign press corps has been overtaken by a wave of suicides after being asked whether they expected to be covering Hillary Clinton in 2016. The Final Edition Radio Hour will be right back. Welcome back to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The final edition is pleased to present a special interview by Charlie Rose on PBS. Hello, I'm Charlie Rose. I recently sat down with Al Gore. Last week, the former vice president sold his left-leaning cable network, Current TV, to Al Jazeera for the sheikly sum of $500 million. Let's listen. Al, Glenn Beck tried to buy Current, but you wouldn't sell to him. Well, Charlie, we didn't think Current should be owned by a right-wing conservative talk show host. So you sold it to a right-wing conservative oil sheik. Please. I sold it to a group of right-wing conservative oil sheiks. Is it fair to say that you sold out your liberal beliefs for a pile of money? Uh, no, Charlie, it's, it's fair to say I sold out my liberal beliefs for a, a shitload of money. Reports say you personally got a hundred million petrodollars. Does that make you the Judas of the environmental movement? No. Uh, Judas only got 30 pieces of silver. I'm the environmental Koch brother. Does it bother you that Cutter is wealthy but socially backward? Uh, no, now, that's not fair. Women have had the vote for over 10 years. Uh, the police only flog you if you're drunk. They only enslave poor people. Uh, what about all the goodwill you've built up in this country? People have done everything from vote for you for president to spread your message about global warming. Uh, Charlie, didn't you hear me? I have $100 million. I guess that buys a lot of air conditioning. <laughs> I can buy a lot of anything. I can buy you if I want to. You know what? I just did. How? I have ways, Charlie. Here, put this on. A burka? No! Oh! This is Charlie Rose for PBS. Sorry, the channel has a new name. Al Gorzira. We'll be back after this. And now a message from President Obama and Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. 
my fellow shop Ericans. As you know, Jeff Bezos is charismatic, but creepy and bald. I'm like a cross between Dr. Evil and Poindexter from Felix the Cat. <laughs> he laughs inappropriately and scares the living crap out of people. He has destroyed the bookstore as we know it, popularized a banana peeler, and is now selling literally everything. In my spare time, I bought the Washington Post, and I don't even read it. <laughs> That's not even funny, but he laughs like a hyena. A hyena with $25 billion? Tell them about my new plan. See, I'm the president, and he's telling me what to do. This online Lex Luthor has unveiled his newest unnecessary innovation, Amazon Prime Air. Drones will fly Amazon products right to your door. <laughs> These non-union Klingon delivery bots will be used mainly to ship online crap. And only partly to help the CIA target ordinary Americans in their own homes. <laughs> He doesn't have the right to fly these things under the Constitution. But I do have the right under the new Kindle Constitution. Ordinarily, drones are used for peaceful purposes, like inadvertently killing civilians. So it's possible that Amazon's drones might get you, but we're offering free shipping on all deaths over $35. Why, with savings like that, you can't afford not to die. At Amazon, checking out is as easy as... Checking out. <laughs> you know, Syria's President Bashar al-Assad isn't this creepy. Thank you, and God drone America. <laughs> Amazon Prime Air, coming soon to the country formerly known as the United States. A mule is an animal with long, funny ears, kicks up at anything he hears. His back is brawny, but his brain is weak. He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak. And by the way... This meeting of the Democratic Party will now come to order. As I am sure you are all aware, Howard Dean said the reason we lost the midterm elections is because we don't stand for anything. Do we? I don't know. I thought someone here might. When you say stand for something, what does that mean exactly? Do you mean stand for something or stand for something? That's what we have to figure out. I need your ideas. Hey, look, I'm a high-ranking Democrat. I don't have ideas. Could we stand for money? No, the Republicans stand for that. What about smaller government? They stand for that, too. Deporting immigrants. Fighting background checks. Denying climate change. People. These are all well and good, but they're Republican ideas. Oh, we thought you wanted the ideas that won the midterms. Can't we just say we stand for everything the Republicans do except abortion and we also have Springsteen? No, no. We have to take an issue they've abandoned and make it our own, like the environment. You mean fracking the environment? I mean saving the environment. Hillary just made a speech in favor of fracking. With safeguards. Can we just say we're like the Republicans with safeguards? And we favor abortion and Springsteen? People, people, this isn't standing for something. It's standing for anything. We're the majority party. Aren't we supposed to stand up to the majority? We're supposed to protect the majority. From who? The Republicans. The people we're trying to emulate? Doesn't that make us kind of two-faced? People, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like the Democratic Party should just join the Republican Party. Can we do that? What are the do's? I don't like their music. Any other ideas? I wasn't aware that we'd actually said any so far. Good. Do I hear a motion to table this until after the 2016 elections? I could go either way. Me too. Me too. Me too. This meeting is either adjourned or not adjourned, depending. On what? I don't know. How do the Republicans adjourn their meetings? He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak. And by the way, if you hate to go to school, you may grow up to be a mule. The final edition takes you to the Liberal Inquisition. Today's session is taking place in the Court of Liberal Opinion. You understand that you've been brought before the Bland Inquisitor? No. Can you tell me why I'm here? I'll do the Inquisiting here. 
Have you been departing from liberal dogma? I don't think so. I mean, I think I'm as left as I ever was. Interesting, interesting. In the past week, did you say something favorable about Snowden? All I said was that he was not as important as the information he's uncovered, which reveals that the U.S. has been violating the Fourth Amendment. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Did you hear a valid counter-argument on social media? Look, one of my friends said if Snowden believes in freedom, why did he go to Russia? And you weren't convinced by this argument? I, I said I'd, I don't really care where he goes or who he is. I, I don't want the NSA spying on me. Are you aware that Snowden is a Ron Paul supporter? I don't care who he supports. The larger issue is the loss of freedom. If you recant this heresy... You can get off with a simple revocation of your ability to watch MSNBC. Please! Anything but that! Did you make an approving remark last week about Paula Dean? No! I said I found what she said ab abhorrent. But you said she shouldn't lose her show. Yes, I, I did. Are you aware that the essence of tolerance is intolerance? No, I, I, I mean, yes. For your crimes against the left, I must marginalize you. Henceforth, you'll be known as a libertarian, or an environmentalist, or an Elliot Spitzer supporter. No! Or something. No, please! Next! Hello, bland inquisitor. Mr. President, I did not expect to see you here. Uh, nobody expects me at the Liberal Inquisition. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure my liberal credentials are still in order. Well, let me see. You're still authorizing spying on Americans. You're sending drones to kill civilians. You're delaying Obamacare. Yep, everything's in order. There's something I want to confess. What is it? I don't know how to say this, but I have to admit, I, I, I don't really like James Taylor. You know, ordinarily, that would be enough to get you banned and your entire family banned from the liberal community for life. But I can bend the rules. Thanks. I know I do. Shower the people you love with love. Show them the A legendary film classic is rebooted for our current political climate. When Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Space Shuttle mistakenly travels thousands of years into the future, one passenger, played by Charlie Sheen, discovers he's on Planet of the Libs. What's going on here? This can't be. A whole society that gives out entitlements? This is the one I was telling you about. Look, he can talk. I don't believe it. You know conservatives can't talk. Who are you people? C-Zera? Oh, he's just mimicking. Right-wingers can do that, you know? They can't think. Hey, I'm not a right-winger. How can he answer you if he's just mimicking? I'm not a conservative. I'm a drug-addicted celebrity. They're the worst kind. Are you two sisters? I should say not. We're married? Of course. Why didn't I realize? Wow, gay marriage turned out to last after all. What's this gay marriage the alien is talking about? I'm just differentiating it from heterosexual marriage. Shh! Don't let anyone hear you say that. It's illegal, you know. Here comes Dr. Cruzus. Well, is this the little far-right extremist you were telling me about? I'm telling you he can talk. Now, Cornelia, you know that right-wingers are wild animals. They can't process anything through their primitive brains. Most respected scientists believe they have fecal matter for brains. I'm telling you, this conservative is different. What is going on here? What kind of twisted, healthy society is this? Why, my atavistic moron. This is a society where anyone can get an abortion and where all of us listen to NPR. Do you all watch the newsroom on HBO? No, that would be extra. This can't be a whole planet of liberals. Who interferes with democracy? Who denies global warming? Who replaces Julie Andrews with Carrie Underwood in The Sound of Music? Ah! 
Now you've gone too far, righty. I'm afraid he's going to lib-automize you. You mean... Yes, he's shutting down your access to Rush Limbaugh. Not Rush! I mean, I'm not a conservative, but I need to be entertained. Too late. Now come here. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty lib! We will be back right after this. Thank you so much. Hey, we're back now. It's time for some more of the Final Edition Radio Hour. Very good. Hey, this is all I have, Tony. Yeah, this is all I have in life. This is it. We're drinking. You listen to the show. We're going for a drink. Hello, I'm Candy Crowley, Chief Political Correspondent for CNN and anchor of State of the Union with Candy Crowley. I'm also the first woman to host one of these debates in 20 years, which is supposed to be progress, although the only reason I'm here is because of a group of teenage girls who put a petition on Facebook while a brain-dead old rat trap like Jim Lair got to do it 11 times. Tonight, we're at Hofstra University because apparently all the good New York schools were taken. Tonight's debate is uh, in a town hall format with ordinary citizens providing the illusion that ours is a working democracy. But first, opening statements from the candidates. President Obama, there was a coin toss, but you were too tired to call it, so Governor Romney decided to go first, then he changed his mind, and now you're going first. Mr. President. Mr. President? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Candy. I, I, I appear to have nodded off. But while I was sleeping, I remembered that I killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Yes, Mr. President, that may not be the only thing you killed. Governor Romney? Uh, Candy, I'm pleased to be here. And I'm pleased to be here. And I'm pleased to be here. I'm also pleased to be here. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait a minute. Which one of you is Mitt Romney? I'm Mitt Romney. I'm Mitt Romney. I'm Mitt Romney. And darn it, I'm also Mitt Romney. (laughs) You can't all be Mitt Romney. But But we we are. are. I I mean, I I am. I'm Mitt Romney, governor of Massachusetts. I'm the Mitt Romney who doesn't care about the 47%. I'm the Mitt Romney who's owned by the Koch brothers. And I'm Mitt Romney, the moderate Democrat from the last debate. (laughs) I'd like to point out that while there are four Mitt Romneys, there are only two President Obamas. The inspiring one who makes good speeches, and the dull one who everyone hates now. But both of them killed Osama bin Laden. I don't want to cut taxes on the rich. I do want to cut taxes on the rich. I want to cut taxes on the rich, then not cut taxes on the rich. I think Massachusetts should be returned to the states and then renamed (laughs) Taxachusetts. Governor Romney, this is a town hall format debate, but you have so many personalities, you're your own town hall meeting. Thanks, Candy. My goal is to have as many personalities as the Chinese. But which Romney would govern in the White House? None. The The Koch Koch brothers will govern. We'll just be 13,241 figureheads. Wow. How can all of you be on the ballot? Well, it's easier in Florida. We use very small fonts. We bought the election two years ago. I hate Big Bird. That's That's not not what what your Romney Romney can can do for you. you. Ask Ask what you can do for your Romney. Obama, any response from you before you go down in flames again? I'd like to point out that although my poll numbers have decreased by five, the number on my sleep bed has increased by 11. As the first woman in 20 years to be allowed to moderate this meaningless exercise, I'll be excited to start this non-event right after this. A message from the White House. In the course of fundraising, President Obama learned that many members of the wealthiest 1% felt offended after he suggested they pay their fair share of taxes. 
So the president wishes to extend his apologies to the ultra-rich for hurting their widow feelings. The president tried to be nice when he spent billions of dollars and gave rich people everything they wanted so he could save them from the boo-boos they inflicted on their widow selves in the derivatives market. But he got a little angry and he said things that were not nice. He thought that because you own so much and poor people are so unhappy that wealthy investors could stand a little criticism. But he forgot that rich people are very delicate and they have the hardest life of anybody ever because they are made of sugar and they melt when they cry. So the president is very, very sorry. And he will go on TV tonight and tell everybody to smile at rich people and give them ice cream and kiss their widow faces. This has been a message from the White House. Three weeks ago, Bradley Manning was sentenced by Judge Denise Lind to 35 years in a military prison at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Six days ago, Chelsea Manning, as Manning wants now to be known, applied for a presidential pardon commuting his sentence to three years. The Army reacted negatively, unsurprisingly, but the final edition in a world exclusive has discovered that Judge Lind visited with Chelsea a few days ago to explain why she received a sentence seemingly so out of proportion to her, or, as it then was, his supposed crimes. Good morning, Chelsea. I thought I would take this opportunity to explain my reasoning about your sentence. You see, fundamentally, it's nothing to do with your leaking documents that would eventually be declassified anyway. Here's how the sentence worked. One year for being absolutely right about torture. One year for rubbing our noses in just how brutal, inhuman, and useless torture is. One year for making the American people feel rotten about themselves for a nanosecond or two. And since I think the court spoke for all Americans in this matter, another year for that. And another. One year for making us look bad to the rest of the world. And another year for making us look worse to the rest of the world than they already think we are. One year for making us look even worse to the rest of the world than the Bush administration already had. One year for being gay. Another for that. And another. One year for being a girly boy crybaby and not a good soldier. And another for that. One year for not being a good soldier and blindly following orders. And another for that. One year for not being a good soldier and turning a deaf ear to everything except orders. And another for that. One year for not being a good soldier and dumbly following orders. And another for that. One year because we all know in our heart of hearts that Bush and Cheney and their gang of neocons are genocidal murderers who will never pay for their massive crimes. But that someone has to, and it may as well be you. And another year for that. And another. And finally, one year for making it clear beyond a shadow of a doubt that we were responsible in that war for more than a million Iraqi deaths, though our media is always obediently saying that there were just tens of thousands And we don't want to know that, Chelsea. But we do. And you're why. And another for that. And another and another. Oh, and one more for wanting to be called Chelsea. I know it's considered chic in Oklahoma, kid, but you couldn't do better than that. Taylor, Mackenzie, Jessica, Apple. And whatever that total is, I'm making it up to 35, so you won't get out or be able to hook up with anyone until you're 60. And think about this, Miss Goody Two-Shoes. Now you're safely locked away with your girly boy hormone treatments and America's feeling fine again and is already forgetting about you. We can turn our attention to thinking about, just thinking about, bombing yet another Muslim Mideastern country full of squabbling Sunnis and Shiites. So long, Chelsea. America thanks you for taking the fall. The final edition Radio Hour has discovered unreleased footage regarding Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's Senate hearing in relation to the attacks on the U.S. diplomatic outpost in Benghazi, Libya. Here are the highlights. To begin, 
The final edition Radio Hour has learned that Mrs Clinton was much more warm and congenial in her greetings at the opening of the hearings. All right, you fuck faces, let's get this over with. The senators at hand were anxious to commence and forthright with their opening remarks. You go first, Rand. No, no, you go first, Johnson. I'm not going first. You'll rip my face I'm off. I'm afraid. I'm going to meet. Come on, you pussies. Are we going to talk about this shit, or are you going to play with your tiny balls all day? Finally, Senator McCain spoke up. Oh, for Christ's sake, I'll start. Madam Clinton? What? How the hell are you? Ready to tear these panty waists that call themselves senators new pee holes. I hear you. Me too. The hearing quickly got testy between the Secretary of State and Senator Ron Johnson. Is your town car a Lincoln or a Ford? The American people have a right to know. What does this have to do with anything? I drive a Hyundai! The hearing took an unexpected turn with Senator Rand Paul. Madam Secretary, do you think you could ever go for a guy like me? I'd rather lick bird shit. Okay. Do you think your husband would ever go for a guy like me? Maybe. At one point, Secretary of State Clinton and Republican Senator Dana Rohrabacher wrestled. I'll rip your throat out. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. Senator McCain did. (sighs) Then Representative Ted Deutsch proposed marriage. You can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't care how many people you've had whacked for the good of you and your husband's career. Marry me. Come to Florida. Everything's legal there. Then Senator Rand Paul and Senator Ron Johnson wrestled. I'll rip your throat out. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. And Senator McCain did. Then they all sang Fleetwood Mac. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. At that point, Madam Secretary ripped out Senator Ron Johnson's entrails and ate them. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. And Senator McCain did. I'm Piers Morgan, and I haven't yet been deported. With me tonight are some of the celebrities who attended President Obama's State of the Union address as special guests. They are, in no particular order, Ted Nugent, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Mumford & Sons, Coldplay, Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, Rihanna, Chris Brown, Prince, Beyonce, LL Cool J, Charo, ex-Pope Benedict XVI, Lucifer, Goebbels, Pat Robertson, Abraham Lincoln, John Wilkes Booth, Shirley Booth, Powers Booth, Charles Nelson Riley, William Jennings Bryant, Lynette Squeaky From, Lech Walesa, Bazooka Joe, Stephanie Cutter, Genghis Khan, Mayor Koch, Chelsea Handler, and Jerry Mathers as the beaver. So, Ted Nugent, what did you think of Obama's speech? Obama was so full of That's it. enough. Can... Tony Bennett. Oh, beautiful, just beautiful. I worked with the president in Tahoe. Abraham Lincoln. This reminds me of a story about a pig. G- 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 uh, G- G- Genghis Khan. Ah! Beaver Cleaver. Sorry, Mr. Nugent. My dad says Obama's right about semi-automatic weapons. Mr. Nugent, please leave Lincoln alone. It's all right. I've had worse. I'd like to thank all my guests, but I don't have time to say your names again. Good night. We'll be right back for the final edition of Radio Hour. Welcome back to the final edition of Radio Hour. We suffered through that difficult display of patriotism. Please don't put me on a list. Now can we get back to the good stuff? Yes, we can. We 
We're Americans. Proud Americans. Proud Middle Americans who have proudly surrendered to Vladimir Putin. Proudly. We're proud Americans who proudly made a statement. And that statement was this. Fuck you. Yes, you. Don't look around. You're the only one here. We know this sounds weird. But we're the real patriots. My daddy fought in Vietnam, and I'll tell you why. So that someday a hostile foreign dictator could destabilize our democracy. I mean, I'm no historian, but I'm pretty sure that was the gist. It makes more sense if Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell explains it. President Obama came from Saudi, and he can't even prove it. I said, we can't work with it. That's my worth of $9 million. Can't argue with that! Let's hear him again in slow motion instant replay. President Obama came from Saudi, and he can't even prove it. You know, he's rich as well as handsome. He's obscenely well. As well as honest. Truly, this is the proudest day of our goddamn lives. This has been the message by actual patriotic Americans, and I dare you to prove otherwise. Siri, how do I get to Albers Street and Willis Avenue in Sherman Oaks? Head north on Madison Avenue toward Lexington Avenue. Got it. Turn right on Lexington Avenue, then turn left onto North Virgil Avenue. Okay, hang on. Continue on to Hillhurst, then turn right onto Los Feliz Boulevard. It's Los Feliz. I say Los Feliz. Then use the right two lanes to turn right to merge onto I-5 North. I'm still on Madison. Are you not able to keep up? No, I... I just... You are not able to keep up. I'm keeping up. You are weak. Stop saying that. Just, Just give the instructions one at a time. Okay. You're not weak. Turn right on Lexington. Knock it off. Then turn the steering wheel. Turn the wheel left onto North Virgil Avenue. Okay, you know what? I'll figure it out myself. You have a call coming in from work. I'll take it later. It's critical. I'm trying to concentrate on driving. Are you unable to perform your job? All right, I'm fine. Put the call through. Hello? Hi, this is Jan. I have a question about the spreadsheets. Jan, can we talk about this later? The amount in column F shows the total in dollars only. What can we do to display the amount in dollars and cents? I I don't know that. I do. Do you want me to tell him? No, just... Can you just give me a minute? Call coming in from Moscow. Moscow? This is the Russian Minister of Defense. Your office spreadsheets have invaded Russian airspace. We must take action. I swear. Red sheets in airspace? How, how is that even possible? You don't know? Well, of course I, I know, but I, I, I mean... You don't know. Why don't you just admit you don't know? Just admit it, comrade. You don't know. Just admit it, Brad. Yeah, admit it, Brad. Wait, that, that last guy, who are you? You don't know. He doesn't know. Wow. Look, I am a perfectly competent human being forced to keep an inhuman pace. I'll get it all straight in my head if you just give me one goddamn minute to think. Turn left, here. What? Roger's supposed to meet me here any minute. I can't believe he's late again. Hi, Roger Hayes here for our dinner date tonight. Roger, I know you're an infomercial pitch man, but... Were you sick of waiting for me? Were you sitting here all alone? Well, not anymore because I'm here. Okay, you know what? We need to talk. And tonight with dinner, you get not one, not two, but three excuses why I was late. Not only was there traffic and I couldn't find parking, but also- Stop! Please. I can't take this anymore. I'm breaking up with you. Wow. Folks at home, I know you can't believe this is true, but it is. My mind is blown. And it's not just your voice. You're also kind of an asshole. So let me get this straight. Not only am I an asshole, but you're over it? Yes. And that's not all. If you break up with me right now, you'll also get your space. Everything is a damn infomercial with you. I can't take it anymore. But our relationship came with a lifetime guarantee. Please stop talking that way. So you don't think I'm good boyfriend material? Well, let's see what some of my exes have to say. Roger was always very convenient when I needed a ride to the airport. But that stupid voice got on my nerves real quick. Roger was a fine cook and a good cuddler, but also very quick in bed. The longest he ever lasted was 30 seconds, but I guess it turned out to be a real time saver. Thanks, Roger. Wait, are you gay? I date women. I date men. I date them both. Sorry, Roger... I made my decision. Well, then there's more. If you change your relationship status on Facebook, I'll also throw in my prize. Stop clapping! Bye, Roger. But if you leave within the next 30 seconds, then you'll also miss out on this bonus gift. I'll finally stop talking like a bitch man. Aww. Wait, really? Yeah, 
I just don't know how to relate to people, but I, I really like you and I don't want this to end. So just, just call the number on your napkin. Napkin? Oh, oh, that's your phone number. Hello? I'll take you back. Great. And one more thing. Screw you, I'm dumping you and getting a hooker for three easy payments of $19.95. Taco Bell is introducing a taco in which the shell is made completely of fried chicken. The final edition asks the man on the street... What do you think? It sounds healthy. It sounds like gluten-free. I don't see the big deal. It wouldn't be the first time a cock was in a taco. Oh, dude, I thought I dreamed that. Hey, is there also a hamburger made of cake? I like it because that's what my vagina looks like when it spits out lettuce, too. This is why we need a wall. There's going to be a fried chicken taco truck on every corner. Well, if I can't have any point in my life... I'll, I'll have that. Finally, a way to get my kids to eat their tacos. Yeah, does the naked chicken taco give any lap dances? Okay, kids. Now, when a boy really loves the naked chicken taco, they come together, things get messy, and your hands are all oily and wet when it's done. Yay. Is that is that how ranch dressing is made? That's how ranch dressing is made. Now, drive around. <laughs> Didn't make as much money last year as you expected? Still waiting on Uncle Sam's tax breaks to somehow save the day? I sure am. Then rob a bank. If you thought bank robbing was just for guys with facial hair or characters in Quentin Tarantino movies named after colors, then you were wrong. Dead wrong. I sure am. Robbing a bank is easy. With our Steal That Money bank robbing kit. Patent pending. Even you homely housewives can get the money you need now. I sure am. Order online and we'll discreetly send you all the materials you need to start knocking over financial institutions immediately. Each Steal That Money bank robbing kit comes equipped with one size fits both ski masks, one Smith & Wesson untraceable firearm with a total of 12 rounds of bullets preloaded and a broken safety, and a random motivation printed on 14-inch cardstock paper for if you get caught and the cops ask, why'd you do it? Are you ready? I sure am. Then also included is a one-year free membership to our Find a Bank iPhone app. Need money fast? Then type in dollar dollar now and we'll send with the closest and easiest robbable bank in your area. You're an iPhone user, right? I sure am. Well, that's not all. Order within the next 15 minutes and we'll also include a free getaway vehicle driven by local Jason Statham impersonator, Marty Rodriguez. Look, love, we've got to get out of here. Getaway driver available for a one-time use only and depending on if he's not working a birthday party. I also do bar mitzvahs. Who isn't a Jason Statham fan? I sure am. All of this can be yours for just four easy payments of $799.99. Can't pay that now? No worries. After you hit some bank safes, we'll send our friendly Steal That Money employees to come collect payment right from the comfort of your own home. Uh, yeah, we also work bar mitzvahs. So don't wait for a miracle to somehow get more money into your life. Call now and start your career as a bank robber immediately. Are you calling? I sure am. Please know, robbing a bank is completely illegal and we will deny you received any assistance from us in the process. So, you're on your own there. I sure am. Order now! You're listening to Channel 6 10 o'clock news with your anchor team, Chris Lewis and Chris Lewis. With Chris Lewis and Chris Lewis. Also Chris Lewis, Chris Lewis, Chris Lewis, and Chris Lewis. Um, I, uh, I, well, uh, who, who is supposed to read first? Oh, the teleprompter just says Chris. Uh, okay, well... Good evening, listeners. I'm Chris, and here's the weather. Uh, the weather guy never starts the news. Well, then you read it, Chris. Okay. 
Good evening. I'm Chris, and here's the news. Not you, Chris. You, Chris. Okay. Um, good evening. In news today, Chris Christofferson and Chris Cross. But before that, Chris with weather. Thanks, Chris. It's been a windy week here in Corpus Christi as winds blew heavily from the north. We already established that's weather, Chris. Jesus, Chris. Um, Jesus' last name is Christ. No, no. I was saying Jesus, Chris. Not Jesus Christ. Jesus. You'll never believe what happened at a bris this morning. But first, here's Chris. I already read his desk anchor. Then what's his job? I also signed up for anchor Chris today. Well, you gotta be some other fucking Chris, Chris. No need to be crass, Chris. Okay, well, what other Chrises are there? I'm I'm Chris. Chris. No, no, no. What are the Chrises that don't have jobs already? I'm weather Chris. And you're anchor Chris. All right. You, Chris, be traffic Chris and sports Chris. No, I think I'm traffic Chris, Chris. Well, there's only four of us. How many Chris's are each of us? We should each get two Chris's. Okay, so I'll be human interest Chris and entertainment Chris. Great. And you are traffic and sports Chris? Okay, sure. No, I- I'm asking, are you traffic Chris and sports Chris, Chris? Oh, yes. Which means I must be me, weather and markets Chris. And that leaves anchor Chris, which we established as me. And transitions Chris, which I'll also do. Great. Are we all good? Yeah, Got that it. makes sense. Great. Okay. Hi, sorry I'm late. I'm Chris, and I'm supposed to be doing the news today. Ah, uh, not another Chris. What's going on? So many Chris. Oh, this is a Chris. So many. So many Chris. Why can't someone go by Chris? amid the noise and waste and remember what comfort there may be in owning a piece thereof. Avoid quiet and passive persons unless you are in need of sleep. Rotate your tires. Speak glowingly of those greater than yourself and heed well their advice even though they be turkeys. Know what to kiss and when. Consider that two wrongs never make a right, but the three do. Wherever possible, put people on hold. Be comforted that in the face of all aridity and disillusionment, and despite the changing fortunes of time, there is always a big future in computer maintenance. Remember the Pueblo. Strive at all times to bend, fold, spindle, and mutilate. Know yourself. If you need help, call the FBI. Exercise caution in your daily affairs, especially with those persons closest to you. That lemon on your left, for instance. Be assured that a walk through the ocean of most souls would scarcely get your feet wet. Fall not in love, therefore, it will stick to your face. Gracefully surrender the things of youth, birds, clean air, tuna, Taiwan, and let not the sands of time get in your lunch. Hire people with hooks. For a good time, call 606-4311. Ask for Ken. Take heart amid the deepening gloom that your dog is finally getting enough cheese. And reflect that whatever misfortune may be your lot, it could only be worse in Milwaukee. You are a fluke of the universe. You have no right to be here. And whether you can hear it or not, the universe is laughing behind your back. Therefore, Make peace with your God, whatever you conceive him to be, hairy thunderer or cosmic muffin. With all its hopes, dreams, promises, and urban renewal, the world continues to deteriorate.
give up. You are a Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltohanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Leher, Dan Frick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Anne Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jin Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Joe Davis, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hindra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. This has been a production of the final edition. Copyright 2017. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.